This is Jim Minns, Communications Officer with the PSA. On the podcast this week... Some of the stuff that people experience is, is really, really extreme, and they don't have any mechanisms to deal with these occurrences in their workplace. We wrap up our month-long series into mental health. Also... We'll go to breaking news now unfolding in Sydney where the New South Wales Parliament has been left virtually unguarded. Liz Daniels has more for us. Liz, good morning. Special constables have walked off the job. That's right, Davina. These are the men and women in blue who guard our most high-risk buildings and protect the state's politicians, police and... We detail this week's stop work meeting for PSA members who are special constables at Parliament House. First up, we conclude our month-long series into the mental health of our members, the challenges they face in taking and returning from leave. Hi, my name's Shane Aguara. I'm the manager of the Industrial Support Team, which includes Work Health and Safety and Workers' Compensation. The public sector is ground zero for workplace mental health. 6% of all uh, claims across all industries are mental health claims in workers' compensation system. Unfortunately, in the public sector, it seems to be all mental health claims that we receive in the public sector. So um, for all industries, um, it's around about average claim cost is close to $50,000 and 21 weeks off work. For the New South Wales government, um, they've seen this as a problem and committed over $55 million over three years to a mentally healthy workplaces strategy. Um, however, the mentally healthy workplaces strategy doesn't deal with a lot of the um, problems that we see in the public sector. So the problems that we see in the public sector are numerous. We have uh, repeated um, high scores of witnessing um, and experiencing bullying in the People Matters Employment Survey year after year, where about a third of all staff um, either experience or witness workplace bullying. And then there's those jobs where you actually really don't have a choice but to experience either direct um, trauma or vicarious trauma. These are things uh, like the emergency services, um, prison officers, um, people who work in community services, um, some of the people who work in uh, disability sector as well. Um, and other justice agencies where they'll actually experience um, the public's trauma as part of their job. Shay, do you think that there's a disconnect then between how the government perceives mental health and the actual departments that work under the government in these areas? Is there a disconnect there in what the government thinks should apply to these people and what they actually need? There is, because they don't have a serious mechanism to reduce the exposure or the harm when you are exposed. Some of the stuff that people experience is is really, really extreme, and they don't have any mechanisms to deal with these um, uh, sort of occurrences in their workplace. So a good example that used to be in, in place was um, the traffic incident um, people for RMS. They attend burning trucks, sometimes with burning trucks with people in them, um, and also a whole pile of traffic incidents on the highways, etc. They had a specialist psychologist who would um, routinely um, 
deal with um, uh, ca- counselling for those staff after incidents and ongoing so that they would not have the or reduce the effects of post-traumatic stress and the like. That's been taken away. Because of the constant restructures, we have this ongoing pressure and job stress, which is building up on people's um, uh, working lives. And it also means that when you get other sorts of um, stresses, such as a violent incident in the workplace, um, workplace bullying, and also... Um, perhaps um, a dealing with a, a tricky incident or, or client, um, you, you might find that you feel as though you're not being supported as much um, and with the added pressure of the extra workload, you, you, that's when people start to um, not cope with the, the stresses of the work. I would see in five to ten years from now there would be an open um, dialogue between workers and the employer through their unions um, basically where we, we're actually proactively going out and trying to find the problems before they arise into bigger bigger issues so um, we'd have a peak um, consultation arrangement we'd be regularly surveying people to find out where they're at um, and we'd be planning on programs that intervene and um, uh, try and uh, focus on the causes before we end up in a situation where we're having to deal with the recovery. So we're, we're, the PSA has a number of programs um, which we're assisting with, including health and safety training um, and also uh, care and resilience training. Um, this is designed, these are designed, one, to prevent, but also to, to help people in their resilience The strength and effectiveness of the union depends on you and your colleagues standing together. If you work in the New South Wales Public Service and the federal system, consider joining the PSA CPSU New South Wales. This movement is striving to make New South Wales and Australia a better place for all working people. United we bargain, divided we beg. Head to psa.asn.au forward slash join. Protect yourself and make a difference. These are the men and women in blue who guard our most high-risk buildings and protect the state's politicians, police and even the governor. But they are paid as little as $52,000 a year for a base wage and they are fighting for more rights and better pay. They've been in negotiations for months now to get a pay rise to bring them in line with... uh... This week, special constables at New South Wales Parliament House held a stop work meeting and walked off the job in protest at their pay and conditions. They also want their job description changed to recognise their need to use lethal force when necessary. Now, as I said, negotiations have broken down to the point where special constables today at State Parliament and other high In an impromptu interview with Nine News Sydney, PSA General Secretary Stuart Little relayed the frustrations of our members. Our members have had enough. I mean, they're they're sick and tired of the government turning their back on them. Uh, They're amongst the lowest paid people in the public sector and yet they're putting their lives on the line every day to protect the the politicians and other significant sites across the state. Following the stop work meeting, a press conference was held outside State Parliament to bring to light the details of the government's failure to bring wage justice to special constables 
who are increasingly being asked to perform duties of high risk. The world changed back in 2011. We are living in a very dangerous place. These officers are on the front line in protecting our community as we saw against the threat, the very real threat of terrorism. I mean, the current risk assessment by the police commissioner is that, the likely, that it is likely that we will suffer another terrorist attack. These are the officers that put their lives on the line defending the um, members of parliament and critical infrastructure across this state. In 2015, uh, a terrorist attack upon the Sydney Police Headquarters, um, which led to the terrible murder uh, of Mr Chen, uh, the first officers to respond to that terrorist attack were special constables. Indeed, it was special constables that saved many, many lives that day, at great risk to their own safety. Every day they put their safety on the line, protecting um, sites such as State Parliament, the police headquarters and other critical sites across this city. It's just not good enough that the government is not supporting them. Our members stopped work today and they have resolved to continue to pursue a course of industrial action. The PSA's view is that our members, who put themselves at great risk in the service of the community and in service to the government that has the power to act on this matter, should be remunerated in line with roles of similar risk. It's the last thing that our members that are employed um, as special constables want to do. Um, it weighs very heavily um, on them when they have to do that. Unfortunately, the laws that the government are hiding behind give them no other option. I mean, unless the government can sit down, I can't understand why. I mean, we're only talking about 200 officers. Why on earth is it that the government can't sit down and address this situation? It won't. It certainly won't break, uh, break the, um, the bank. They could do it tomorrow. We're happy to meet with them at any time. Just listening to the PSA CPSU podcast. This is a weekly show and you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify or indeed wherever you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, you can get in contact with us for feedback or story ideas on Twitter at PSANSW or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash PSANSW. I'm Jim Minns. Thanks for listening.